Let's get back to a story that has been making headlines, kind of percolating for for months now. But we're now at the point of the war of the words between the feds and Ontario officials. And the Ford government has said no more. We're not cleaning up the mess that the liberal government created. And of course, what do the liberals do? But they respond with comments calling critics un-Canadian or better, alt-right. So instead of actually fixing the crisis of their own making, the Liberals are are wedging this issue, which means they are weaponizing it for political gain. And it's easy to take on the Ford government. It's easy to demonize them. But when Quebec put its foot down, do you think the Fed said anything? Good God, no. When Quebec said no more, the Liberals said, okay, we'll dump the problem on Toronto. And now Toronto Mayor uh, uh, John... Good God, I'm having a brain fart. Our Toronto mayor has uh, now said that he's not going to be, John Tory, there you go, uh, is not going to be paying for it. And still nothing happens. And so the immigration board spoke out over the weekend saying they cannot keep up. The staff is getting frustrated. An emergency meeting was called today, bringing MPs together and immigration officials together to discuss the issue. And they are demanding that uh, a study and testimony come forward from the immigration minister, Ahmed Hussein so that they can get a plan in place, and they want it immediately. Let's bring in someone who has been spearheading this, Michelle Rempel, Conservative MP and Shadow Minister for Citizenship and Immigration. Hi there, Minister. Hi, thanks for having me. I won't forget your name, just the mayor's name, but nonetheless. Um, (laughs) Good on you. So it's been a busy time for you. You have been, I think, uh, the one who has been spearheading, really, for the federal government to finally provide a plan, and yet they aren't doing that. No, and I, I mean, the federal government under Justin Trudeau has normalized people legally entering the country from the United States and then claiming asylum. And furthermore, they've done that without presenting any sort of plan in the federal budget or the budgetary process in which Canadians can scrutinize whether or not this is an acceptable expenditure. And, you know, with, with, with the announcement of Toronto's homeless shelter um, capacity being way oversubscribed and people being evicted from college dormitories on August the 9th. I mean, this is now where the rubber's hitting the road. This is no longer about photo ops or refugees. This is about really a, a significant policy change that the federal government needs to be accountable for in terms of the expenditures that they're downloading to the provinces the unfairness that they're bringing to people who are trying to legally enter the country and, and to Canadian taxpayers as well as to people who have made this journey who are now being quote unquote this is this is the word that you're they're using triage yeah. and triage means being put on a bus from city to city to try and find a homeless shelter to put people in that's just wrong well, it is. I mean, we talk about compassion so much and the importance of this. And I think Canadians are very compassionate and we're also very generous. But as I understand, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I don't even get the sense that there's a plan in place or any kind of instrument in place when they come through these uh, unofficial border entries, like in Quebec, to even figure out who is in fact seeking help uh, from a disastrous uh, situation or, or life-threatening situation, or who's just simply jumping the queue. And this is exactly right. There, There is no plan uh, other than to normalize and, and to try to use divisive language to normalize what the government is now seeing happen at the, at the Roxham Road border crossing. And that is people entering Canada illegally 
through an unofficial crossing and then subsequently claiming asylum after having already been in the United States. And, you know, I think regardless of who's in the White House, um, anybody would be hard-pressed to make a case. The United States isn't a country where there's freedom of press or there's not checks and balances in the political process or on the executive or um, in their legislature. And, And I just... I don't know. Like, I mean, you don't have to take my word for it. Justin Trudeau himself said the United States remains a safe country. So why is the government allowing people to illegally enter the country into into Canada and then claim asylum? I right. don't understand. So, so you uh, spearheaded emergency meetings that were held in Ottawa today, not just from the conservative side, but also the NDP side, um, everyone calling kind of for the same thing. And then, as I understand, earlier this morning, the immigration ministry announced that, in fact, they had made some temporary um, lodging arrangements using more dorms. Is that any more detail? Like, where are these people going to go? No. And in fact, in fact, I was in a press conference this afternoon where reporters ask the government directly, like, well, what does this mean? What does this, we're going to work with Toronto mean directly? And I, I watched a Liberal member of Parliament say that the Ford government did not want to welcome people to Canada any longer, and so they were going to work directly with the municipalities. And think about how ridiculous that is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you've got a new government that has been in office for about two weeks who is rightly questioning um, expenditures in the context of an enormous deficit budget. So the government, the, the, Justin Trudeau's Liberals, trying to like pull away from any examination of this significant issue by using really divisive language. And and to me, that's wrong because we do want to help the world's most vulnerable. We have to talk about how we sustain Canada's social programs in that context. And uh, you can imagine the immigration minister in Winnipeg calls the new immigration minister in Ontario un-Canadian because she dared to ask, well, hey, how are we going to pay for this? You've Mm -hmm. made a significant policy change. And to me, that precipitates a need for an emergency meeting in Ottawa in the middle of the summer. I'm very proud to have forced the Liberal government into these meetings. And hopefully we'll get, well, I don't expect answers. But I do expect Canadians to watch and see just how off base the Liberals are with this particular issue. Well, the, the you know the most recent of polling that we have seen out of Dark Communications shows overwhelmingly over seventy percent of Canadians are very much uh, on this on the same page um, as uh, as Ford as uh, as well as the Conservatives saying, "Hey, uh, we don't feel confident that there's a plan." And I think the only reason it's working right now is because we have summer break and we have accommodation available and we have warmer weather. If we were in the dead of winter and we had students in these dormitories, I'm not sure where these people are expected to have gone. And that's just it, right? I mean, I, I read out some information that we received in the middle of the committee meeting saying that um, the city administration in London, Ontario, had been asked by city administration in Toronto to identify any public space, be it a hotel or a community centre, that could house refugees. How are we going to pay for that? Is it acceptable to be putting people into these accommodations with no plan? I would say the answer is no. And I think most Canadians would agree with me at this point. Um, I've watched, you know, the far left in Canada. I think the uh, far left party in Ontario today put forward an editorial saying that they invoke the image of, you know, a Syrian refugee child 
saying, you know, it's absolutely wrong to be asking these questions. But I think that in order for Canada to maintain a planned, orderly and compassionate immigration system, if we're not asking how much is going to cost to house the claims of people who've already reached the safety of the United States and Canada, you know, we're not doing things right in Parliament. And I'm very happy to be in Ottawa as much as I want to be in my constituency in Calgary, forcing this issue. Right. Well, yeah, you're referring to Andrea Horvath, leader of the NDP, who put out um, an editorial using the picture, of course, that's become this iconic shot that really was a, a very big factor in the last election of this little boy who had drowned. But we're not talking about Syrian refugees. So to put that argument forward and use um, that image and that issue is completely, I think, I think that's very irresponsible because that's not who's coming up to the border. And they know that. So uh, to play on that, I think, is... is um, it sends out a very confusing message to everyday people. But I want your thoughts on um, Gerald Butts, who over the weekend, I mean, we're talking about, I mean, many people think he is the man who is actually running the country. He's certainly one of the most important people in the prime minister's office, calling those who um, speak out against this alt-right. I mean, this is not the first time he's used such language, but is this at all appropriate? I actually think Gerald Butts is alt-left. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty radical language coming out of the Prime Minister's office. Um, I think the Prime Minister of Canada really has to hold this man to account for some very inflammatory language. I, I can't think of anything more Canadian than parliamentarians scrutinizing how we are going to prioritize the world's most vulnerable in terms of resettlement and how we're going to um, manage Canadian taxpayer expenditures, especially given that Justin Trudeau has run Canada's uh, public finances into a severe deficit situation. And we have to talk about, you know, opportunity costs. Um, this type of language, is it's used to oppress and suppress questions. Um, today I was called hysterical. I was called hysterical, Alex, in, 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 in a committee meeting by the Liberals for asking these questions. And that's, of course, very gendered language uh, brought forward by the so-called Feminist Party of Canada. And I just, I think everybody just rejects that. I don't think Canadians of any political stripe buy this right now. And, you know, this is why we're in, I'm in Ottawa in the middle of the summer um, holding this liberal alt-left government to account. Quickly before I let you go, if you had to, I guess, make a bet, um, do you get the sense that there's going to be a plan announced in the next couple of weeks? Or do you see this becoming an election issue that they're just going to let play out? Well, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to let Canadians decide on this. I, you know, you referenced 70% of Canadians said that they don't believe that the federal government has a plan to deal with this. The only plan Justin Trudeau has ever had with regard to humanitarian immigration is to take pictures with people in highly staged photo ops. That's disgusting and irresponsible. My job as official opposition shadow minister for citizenship and immigration is to show that Canadians accept humanitarian immigration when it's done in a planned, orderly, and compassionate fashion. They have not done this. And what I'm very encouraged to see is that many Canadians, regardless of political stripe, are asking the governments of this uh, this question, and I'm just amplifying their voices. So um, I think Canadians will have a lot of decisions to make in 2019, but certainly under a federal conservative government led by Andrew Scheer in 2019, uh, we would not be having this conversation Stay tuned. Uh, Minister, thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. That is uh, Minister Michelle Rempel, Conservative MP, who should be in her home riding of Calgary Nose Hill, but in instead she is in Ottawa. And um, she's not the only one saying this.
All people want to know is, a pl- do you have a plan? What is the plan? There is no plan. I'm Alex Pearson. This is On Point here on Global News Radio.